Man, Central Christian Church, I'm so glad to be with you uh, another week. Um, I don't know why Tim brought me back, but he did, and I'm excited to be a part of your series. And man, for this, for this week, I wanted to start by just saying, man, Tiffany is a wonderful woman. Um, and I, I watched your first week, I watched a joke, uh, Tim, uh, not really a joke, but what you said to Tiffany, and man, like, Thank you for being vulnerable. I don't know about you guys, but it's so cool when our pastors are showing you that we are not perfect easy. And the gospel is not for perfect people. The gospel is for people who have uh, stories that need uh, redemptive power in it. And I'm so excited to be uh, with you guys this week. I'm so excited. And thank you again, uh, Pastor Tim and Tiffany, for allowing me to be a part of this journey with you. Um, I'm selfishly am here because he always feeds me great food. And so I'm actually here for the great food and uh, excited about that. But no, I'm really here because I'm excited about this series that we're in. And in the middle of everything that's going on in our world right now, I believe there's an outcry. There's an outcry for change. Uh, there's an outcry for people um, to really transform the way we view others. And in the middle of everything, I remember just thinking, Man, this, this very moment in our history, the pandemic, but even now the, um, the unrest when it comes to racism um, is a defining moment for us as a church. And that defining moment is this. Are we going to unify or are we going to be disunified? I believe that the enemy will try so hard to disunify us. And so I want to encourage you before we even start the message to say this, there is hope for our nation. I believe that God is on the throne. He's in control. And no matter what you are going through right now, know this, that we have a God who loves us and cares for us and has got great uh, plans for us. And so this week we're talking about wisdom, and I believe in this very moment, in the midst of everything that's going on, the pandemic and the unrest, that we need wisdom. And I, I know this to be true also, that it's so hard to distinguish between uh, the wisdom of God and uh, the values of our world. And the reason why I say values is because our world would tell us that their values are the very thing that should be the things that guide our life. But when we look at God and his wisdom, I want to encourage you today that, man, we need to tune our ears to the wisdom of God. And this is so important because at the middle of this, especially when the, the death of George Floyd happened, there was this desire within me to allow anger to guide the way I thought. But I got a word from God literally the moment I watched the video where God said, I'm calling you to be a unifying force to see lasting change. And I know this, that, man, when, when our emotions want to uh, guide us and when our emotions want to tell us how to feel, man, when we have the wisdom of God, true wisdom, not wisdom of this world, but the wisdom of God, man, we can have the right mentality and the right heart. And so daily I, I attempt to distinguish the genuine voice of God from the counterfeit voice of this world. So in the middle of this, how I've handled uh, the unrest, how I've handled the, the emotions that have drawn up within me is, man, realizing that the way that God wants me to think is through love. And so two things that I want to encourage you with way before we get into the message, this is just um, extra for you. Man, I want to encourage you today that if you are like me and you want to see true change in our nation, love those who look different than you. 
Man, is that okay? Can we start with that? I want to encourage you, love those who look different than you. And this is actually harder. We all are talking about those who look different than us. But I believe this is the hardest thing, to love those who don't think the way we think. And that's hard, even for Christians, even when it comes to politics. It's so hard to do that. And so that's why I'm excited about our series right now. We're continuing this series, Running with the Giants. And so this week, as we're, we're looking and going through this series, uh, Running with the Giants here, um, here's the big thing that I want us to take out of today, which is this, how to tune our ears to God's voice. Man, in the middle of everything that's going on, we have to learn to hear the voice of God. And no matter where you are on the spectrum, if you're new to faith or you've been in faith for a long time or you're like an OG, like you've been in faith for years. I hope that's okay to say that, Pastor Tim. But an OG, I want you to know that every one of us are trying to distinguish the true voice of God from the voices of God. This world, and so uh, this week we're actually getting a, um, to to, to uh, look at this giant of the faith, which is Samuel. And Samuel is a man who learned and heard the voice of God. And I'm hoping that through this series, we can this week truly have practical ways to hear the voice of God. I believe that you're listening in right now because you want to know that. You didn't know it maybe, but every one of us want to hear the voice of God. I don't know about you, but I've been in situations in life where I've sat back and said, God, if you will just speak, then I will do. God, if I could just hear your voice, then I'll do what you're telling me to do. Every one of us want to hear the voice of God. And so I'm hoping that today, as we look at the life of Samuel, that we'll learn how to decide distinguish the genuine voice of God from the counterfeit voice of this world. And so we're in this passage of scripture, Hebrews 12, 1, and so we're going to look at it now. And I love how Pastor Tim said this, but therefore, it's there for a reason. And so I won't um, break the cycle. I'll say it also. When you look at therefore, you have to look back. And so as we look at um, chapter 11, we see all these great men and women who did great things for the faith. But here's the great thing about the men and women that went before us. None of them were perfect. Maybe you're sitting there right there and you're like, Ray, you don't know me. I'm not perfect. Man, these men and women who did great things for God, they were not perfect, but they did follow the voice of God. And so our passage starts here. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders in the sin that so easily entangles us. And I just want to pause there because, as I said in the beginning of this message, that for me, anger would try to easily entangle me, especially with everything that's going on in our world. But man, if I can uh, let and throw off all those things that entangle me and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And so Pastor Tim's been talking about, man, if you could have one of these great men and women run a lap with you, what encouragement would they give you? I hope uh, Pastor Tim's okay with this, but I was thinking, man, can I get two laps this week? Because I believe that when, when trying to distinguish between the voice of God, you may need a few laps in this process because I know for me, I'm still trying to distinguish God's voice from the voice of the world. And I'm sure for Pastor Tim and Pastor Tiffany, they're trying to distinguish between the, the voice of this world and the, and the voice of God. And so 
this week, uh, we're moving on, and I've learned this about the wisdom of God. Um, the wisdom of God can come from the most humbling people, in the most humbling places. Have you ever um, uh, had a moment in your life when you got wisdom from someone that you never thought would be able to give you wisdom because maybe you were over them? And so I think about my children. So for me, one of the most humbling times that I've received wisdom was from my daughter, Gabriella. And um, she's nine, going on 20 right now. And uh, she thinks she knows everything about everything. And so I don't know about you if you've ever had kids like that, but you're trying to both encourage her leadership while also trying to stop her controlling. I tell you what, my daughter will try to control everything. But here's what I found about our kids is, man, they never listen. I don't know if you guys have kids that listen, but my kids don't listen. And so after time five of trying to tell them to listen, I have to be honest. I go from trying to be nice, Dad, you know, Gabriella, please stop. I say that a few times to like, you need to stop now. Like, have you ever had that moment where your kids are just driving you crazy? But I had this moment where I didn't allow wisdom to guide me, but I allowed my emotions to guide me. And so I looked at my daughter, Gabriella, and she wasn't listening. And I said, are you deaf? I don't know if you've ever said that to your kids, but I remember as those words came out of my mouth, I wish I could take them back. And her face went from smiling to just dread. And I felt like a failure as a dad because I allowed my emotions to control my mouth. And just like in the time that we're in right now, and as we begin to look at Samuel this week, man, we, I need multiple laps with Samuel to learn how to distinguish from the voice of God, the wisdom of God, and the wisdom of my emotions. And so this is what I want to encourage you with. It's not on the screen, but I encourage you to write this down. When we lead with emotions, not with God's wisdom, we make bad decisions. I believe that right now in our world, there are people making bad decisions because they don't have the genuine voice of God leading them. And I found this to be true in my life. Wisdom, no matter where it comes from, is wisdom. I want to say that again. Wisdom, no matter where it comes from, is wisdom. I believe this to be true about all of us today. We want to hear God speak to us. Man, even if you're sitting there right now, Maybe you got some coffee, or maybe you're on a track, or maybe you're listening in your car. I believe that every one of us, every one of us, because I, I want it, I want to hear God speak. Can we be honest? Even if, you don't, even if you don't serve God right now, maybe someone invited you from a central uh, Christian church to, to be a part of this gathering, and you've never heard the voice of God, I, I know that many of us want to hear God speak but I also believe that there are things in our life that make it difficult for us to, to hear God's voice. Some of us question, man, is God even real? Have you ever had that thought? God, are you even real? I think as believers, sometimes we question that. God, are you even real? If you think he's real, you question if he speaks. And if you believe he speaks, um, you believe that you've never heard his voice. Others have trouble distinguishing God's voice from the voice of this world. I love this about Jesus. Jesus, uh, the Bible would say, was uh, 100% God and 100% man. 
And the passage would say that Jesus threw off his, uh, his, his glory and his power and all his knowledge to take on the, the human form of a man. And this is what we hear about Jesus in uh, Luke 2.42. And in this passage of scripture, Jesus chose to seek after the voice and the wisdom of God. And this is what it says. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men. Now, Jesus is not a part uh, of Hebrews 11, but I think we'd all be honest that Jesus uh, is a great man for us to, uh, to look at. And so Jesus, this man who, who is God, chose to grow in wisdom. And I know for me today that I want and desire wisdom and Jesus, although he had all wisdom at his fingertips, acquired wisdom from the genuine voice of God. And so I want to give you a wisdom insight, number one for today, and it's this. Genuine wisdom is always reliable, it's always unchanging, it's always strong, and it's always trustworthy. Man, when I think about everything that's going on right now, when I think about my life, when I think about trying to live the way God's calling me to live, man, I need genuine wisdom that's always reliable, that's always unchanging, that's always strong and trustworthy. And so we have to ask ourselves the question today, how do we acquire genuine wisdom? How do we acquire the wisdom that will guide and lead our lives when our emotions want to control what we say and what we do? Man, one of my uh, favorite passages of Scripture is, is in Proverbs, and it's Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 through 7. And this is what it says. It says, my child. Now, some of you are like, man, I'm not a child. I know. Uh, but the way the writer writes this, he says, My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. And so when you look at Proverbs, you have to understand that it's speaking from this, the inside of wisdom being a person. And so it's saying wisdom, uh, other passages will say wisdom is calling out to us. But it says, And treasure my commands. Tune your ear to wisdom. I said to you earlier that, man, that's our big idea that we want to talk about today is how do we tune our ears to wisdom? And so it says, and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver and seek them like hidden treasures. I just want to pause there. There are so many things that we search after in life. And many of those, of those things that we've searched after or we put our hope and our trust in have been taken away. But the Bible would say this, that, man, we should search and run after wisdom like a treasure. And in verse 5 says this, Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge, the knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Man, I, I said this earlier. This is one of my favorite passages of Scripture, and this is the reason why. <laughs> I'm not as wise as I think I am. Anyone would agree with me? Maybe comment below. Man, I'm not as wise as I think I am. And as a 35-year-old guy that's trying to take over the world, right, trying to do great things for God, if I don't search for wisdom, I'll be working out of my own strength out of my own emotions. And when I think about Samuel, who we're getting ready to go into his story, we see a man who learned how to tune his ears 
to God's voice. And when we do that, he can guide our lives. And I don't always get it right, but I remember at the middle and in the beginning of every, all the unrest that's going on, getting the voice of God, the hearing God's uh, still small voice to tell me that, man, I want you to be a unifying force in the middle of this, not a disunifying force has guided me and it didn't allow me to allow my emotions to take over. And so, but here's the thing about wisdom. When you get wisdom, sometimes it hurts. I don't know about you guys as you're listening in, but there are times when God speaks to us, the wisdom and the guidance, and sometimes that wisdom hurts. And I want to tell you a story about my dad. So when I was a a young man, I was afraid of riding a bicycle without training wheels. I know. I should be more strong, but I remember this moment where my, my mom and my dad were like, look, I'm, I'm literally, um, it's funny, we lived in a, uh, in, when we lived in New York, we had this big loop, and so all of the kids in our neighborhood were without training wheels, and I still had my training wheels, and so these kids would be riding around the block, and I would literally be like a half mile behind them, and I'm just literally working so hard. My legs are going, and I'm not getting any closer, and there was this moment where my parents said, look. You are going to learn. And so literally, my dad takes me to a park, and um, the words of their wisdom for me for that day was this. Look, you, are, you can't do this. Like, you are, you're not going to make it. Kids are going to laugh at you. Maybe they didn't say that, but that's how I felt. They're like, you are going to learn to ride a bike. And so we go to this park, and my dad is getting ready to, he's taking his training wheels off. I'm sobbing, you know, I'm going to be honest, I was sobbing. I'm like, man, I don't want these training wheels off. Like, they're my friends. Like, I felt good. Have you ever felt comfortable, right? I felt comfortable. And so I had these training wheels, and they were like, we're going to take it off. They were my friends. I'm like, scared. And so my dad's got me, and there's this little bit of a hill. And so his words of wisdom for me was, hey, I won't let you go. I'm just going to, I'm going to push you. I'm going to stay here right here with you. I won't let you go, and you're going to be fine. And so, so literally we're riding and, you know, I asked him multiple times, like, you're not going to let me go. You're not going to let me go. He's like, yes. And so I'm riding and I'm feeling good. I'm like, oh, I'm riding, I'm riding. And I noticed that I was going fast and I looked back and my dad wasn't there, but I was riding. But he told me he wasn't going to let go. So I was like, ah! boom, hit a tree. And I said, put my training wheels back on. I was done. And um, the wisdom that they gave me, it hurt. They wanted me to uh, learn how to ride a bike, but um, I wasn't ready. I was scared. I was afraid. But I know this to be true about God, that there are times um, when we want wisdom, and sometimes the wisdom that God gives us hurts. Maybe the wisdom that God's giving you today is, man, that man that you're with right now, he's not good. You need, to, you need to let that go. Maybe the wisdom that you're hearing today is, man, that, that uh, addiction that you've been holding on to, it's not good, and you keep running back to it. I feel like there are times in our lives when we allow um, things to stay in our lives that we know God is saying get rid of. Maybe God's been telling you, man, you need to, you need to be tithed in a central Christian church. And you've been, you've been making the decision to say, ah, I, don't, I don't know about that wisdom. I, God, how can I live off of 90 uh, when I got 100, like, this is mine. And so the wisdom would tell you, hey, it's not yours. And so, hey, that's not our message for today. But I believe that there's wisdom that hurts sometimes. But when we actually do it, man, life is better. Man, and so I, I found in life that wisdom hurts. But I believe that we can 
Um, learn how to have practical day-by-day wisdom. I believe that, man, although it hurts, we can learn to hear the voice of God. And like me, as I was riding the bicycle, and it was so difficult to let go of those training wheels, when I finally did it, man, I rode faster and I had way more fun. And there are times in our lives when we just need to let go and allow God's voice to guide our lives. I want you to know that Sometimes the reason why we feel like we can't hear the voice of God is because we feel like we're not good enough. Maybe you're sitting there right now and you're thinking, Ray, you're talking about tuning my ear to wisdom. You're talking about uh, the need to hear God's voice, but I don't think I'm good enough to hear God's voice. And so maybe that's one of the reasons why you feel like you can't hear it. Maybe you feel like this, man, God only speaks to pastors. I'm not good enough to hear God's voice. God only speaks to pastors. I want you to know that he doesn't. He, he uh, desires to speak to you. I love that when Jesus um, gave his life for us, it says the curtain to the temple was torn and it gave us direct access to God. And so it, that's not why. And I think that sometimes that we think that if God does not speak in an audible voice, then he's not speaking at all. And so I want you to know this, and here's a point for today, and I, I'd encourage you to write this down, circle it, put it on your mirror, but God is real. He speaks. We just have to learn to listen. I want to say that again, that we serve a God who is real. We serve a God who speaks And today, we just have to learn how to listen. And so that's why I love the series that we're in right now as we're running with the Giants because we're going to go around the track uh, with Samuel right now. And we're going to learn that, man, he found out how real God was. He found out that God speaks, and he learned how to listen. And so we're moving into uh, 1 Samuel 3, 3 through 10. And this is one of my my favorite passages of Scripture because you see this young man who had never heard from God. You see this young man who was in the temple of God but hadn't heard the voice of God. And when you get to this passage of Scripture, you find this young uh, teenage boy who gets a a uh, audible and uh, opportunity in an encounter with God. And I know this to be true, that when we have encounters with God, our lives are transformed. And so let's jump in. 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 10, it says this. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. I feel like in the time that we're in right now, we may feel the same way that, man, messages from the Lord are rare. But here's an interesting point to know. Eli was the priest, and you would think that this man of God would be hearing messages and would be hearing the voice and getting visions from God. But what we know about this passage, if you go backwards, is that Sam, um, Eli allowed his boys to live however they wanted. Even God tried to get him to stop it, and he chose not to. And so sometimes wisdom is hard. Sometimes following God's voice is difficult, but when we don't, bad things happen. And so Eli was without the voice of God. And so it goes on in verse 2. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. 
I just pause there and say, man, I love sleep. Anybody love sleep? Come on. Like, I love to sleep. I sleep good, and uh, it, it gives me refreshment. And so I'm thinking that Eli, he's blind. He's an older guy. Like, he needs his sleep. And so Eli, he goes to bed. He's telling uh, Samuel, look, don't bother me. I want to sleep. That's the way I, I picture it. I tell my kids, look, don't bother me. Don't come downstairs until I get up. And so Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. Then, uh, uh, sorry, the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. And suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel! Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? Now this is funny, sorry, if we go back here, that's funny right there because uh, Samuel had never heard the voice of God, and sometimes when God is speaking to us, we don't realize that it's God speaking. Now in this situation, it was a voice from God, but I believe that in our lives there are multiple times when God's speaking, we just have to learn to listen. So it goes on to say this, he got up and ran to Eli, here I am, did you call me? Now, it just says, I didn't call you. But I believe that, again, Eli was in his sleep. He was getting his, in his rest. And he was like, look, boy, I didn't call your butt. Go back to bed. And so he goes on. Eli replied, go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again to Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Eli again. Now, I would see that Eli's getting a little bit more frustrated. He's like, look, little boy, I'm sleeping Get out of my room. But he says, I didn't call you um, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. So Samuel did not um, yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. I think that's an important passage of Scripture because if you learn a little bit about Samuel, and we can't go into it today, but if you read, man, Samuel chapter 1 and chapter 2, you see that Samuel's uh, mom was trying so hard to have a child, and so she finally got a word from God. She finally heard the voice of God where God said, man, you're going to have a child, and maybe you're out there right now, this is a, a pause, and you've been trying to have a, a child. Man, pray, because we serve a God who's faithful. But uh, she and Hannah had been trying to have a child. She'd been trying to have a child, and she finally was told by God that she was going to have a child, but she committed this. She said, God, I'm going to give my child to you. And the reason why this is so important is Samuel's now a young teenager, and it says he had never had a message from the Lord before. I love this part of the scripture because there's hope for all of us. Maybe you're sitting out there right now, and you're saying, man, I feel like I've never heard the voice of God. I feel like I've never gotten an opportunity to be guided by uh, the wisdom of God. Like Samuel, he had been in that place also. But then it goes on to say this, so the Lord called a third time, and once more Samuel got up, and he went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? And we go on here. And although Eli had problems, and he wasn't following the voice of God, finally Eli realizes that God is speaking to Samuel. And so then Eli realized that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. 
And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. I want to pray real quick. Father, I pray right now that as we get ready to close out our message and give just five practical ways from the life of Eli and Samuel to tune our ears to your wisdom, to hear your voice. God, I pray right now that you'd give us eyes to see and ears to hear all the things you want to show us. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's wisdom insight number two. And this is what it is. The Lord will speak to us in more ways than you think. I want you to realize that if you're sitting there right now and you're saying, Ray, there's no way that God's ever going to speak to me. Man, I want you to know that there are multiple ways that God speaks. And so many times we're only looking for the audible voice of God when God has prepared multiple ways for us. And so I want to take you through just five lessons that we can learn from the life of Eli and Samuel. And so lesson number one is this, be in the right place at the right time. Man, if you want to tune your ear to wisdom, if you want to hear God's voice, if you want to know what God is calling you to do, then you've got to be in the right place at the right time. The scripture would tell us that Samuel was laying in the tabernacle and at that moment is when he heard God's voice. And so although we don't have a tabernacle, man, I would encourage you, man, be online uh, with Central Christian. Be in the right place. Get in uh, small groups. Man, get into community because when you're in community, that's one of the biggest ways that God will speak to you. So I want to encourage you today, be in the right place at the right time. And so maybe you're listening in right now and you are wondering, man, how do I get in the right place? How do I get in groups? How do I get connected? Man, I'm, the team will talk to you about how to get connected with our church. But I want to encourage you, the starting place of hearing God's voice is being in the right place at the right time. Number two is this, make it a priority to spend time with God. Now, I'm not telling you this because I'm perfect, because I'm far from perfect. But this is what I've learned to be true. If I don't seek the face of God every day, I'm going to do stupid stuff. Can I just be honest? I'm going to do stupid stuff. Hopefully it's okay for me to say that. But I'm going to do stupid stuff. And so I know that daily I have to get up and ask God, God, help me, keep me from doing those stupid things that I know you don't want me to do. Because if I don't, I'm going to end up hurting the gospel. And so for me, I make sure every morning I'm getting up and I'm praying and I'm reading my Bible because I need to tune my ear to wisdom. And this is what you have to realize. Tuning your ear to God's voice, Samuel would show us this also. It's a daily, constant thing. It's not like one time you get a voice from God and you're good. Like you have to continually do it. And so I put this little point in here. I want to encourage you. Pick a time, pick a place, and make it consistent. Man, I want these to be practical for you guys. And so I want to make sure, man, pick a time when you say, God, I'm giving this to you specifically. This is not to be ritualistic. It's to say, God, you are most important. And so I'm going to give you a scheduled portion of my time that's only for you. Imagine if I uh, told my wife, Rachel, who's beautiful. I like her. She's cool. She's listening in, girl. You're awesome. But imagine if I said to Rachel, you know, I'll hang out with you sometime this week. You know, she's my wife. We got four kids. But what if I just said, you know, babe, I don't know when I want to hang out with you. I might check in with you on like Monday, 
potentially, but I got a lot going on. Like, there's many things I got going on. I got, uh, I got some tennis I want to do. I want to play some golf. Like, so I might check in with you Monday, but maybe Thursday, you know, maybe Thursday. But all the rest of the time, I'm going to do what I want. And I think that sometimes that's what we do to God. We want God's wisdom. We want to tune in. We look at Samuel, who was at the altar of God daily, and we think that, man, getting God's wisdom is giving him the leftovers of our lives. I want to encourage you today that if you want to tune your ear to wisdom, if we're going to follow the example of Samuel, you need to be in God's presence. You need to make it a priority to spend time with him, and you need to pick a time Pick a place and make it consistent. So I'm hoping today that you're, you're like, man, Ray, I like what you're saying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jot down a time. And so let that be maybe one of your next steps that you say, man, I'm going to make this thing important. I'm going to pick a time. I'm going to pick a place, and I'm going to make it consistent. So number three, uh, the next thing that we can learn from the life of Samuel is this. Learn how to patiently wait on God. Can you be honest in the chat and say you're not patient? Because you're not. Come on, let's be honest. I'm not patient. You're not patient. And so what happens sometimes in our life is we want God's wisdom, and so we sit for two minutes. Anyone ever done it? You sit for two minutes. You're like, man, God, I'm going to listen. God, I'm going to allow you to speak to me. And then like after two minutes, you feel like it's been an eternity, and you're like, oh, I guess God's not speaking, so I'm going to move on. I want to encourage you to be patient and wait on God. And here's an important fact to that. Stop talking. Come on, some of y'all talk too much. Can we be honest? Stop talking and thinking and wait on the Lord. There are times when I'm in my, uh, my prayer time, and I'm sure maybe you guys have done this. Maybe you slept. I've fallen asleep in prayer. I'm being honest. Uh, I've fallen asleep while I was praying, and I'm still here. So if you've done it, look, God is still good. He still uses us. Um, but there are times when I'm praying, and I'm thinking about 80 other things. And, yeah, yes, pastors do it too. But I want to encourage you, stop talking, stop thinking, turn, turn it off, and wait on the Lord. I feel like Samuel showed us that where he was just there. Even though he had never heard the voice of God, he was in the presence. He wasn't on Netflix, you know. I mean, some of us, sometimes we try to hear from God, but we're watching our favorite Netflix. Tiger King, anyone? No, I don't. That's out there, but I don't watch Tiger King. I'm too spiritual for that, you know? No, I'm just joking. Uh, I have watched it. I have watched it. (laughs) But I'm just, the encouragement is this. I want to encourage you today um, to put put stuff aside. In order to hear God's voice, you've got to make it um, a priority. You've got to wait. You've got to be in the right place at the right time. And then number four, don't just hear God's word, apply it. Now, here's the thing that's the most difficult. I think there's times in our lives when we get a word, let's just say from Pastor Tim, and he's, he's bringing it. He's bringing a great word. You hear it. You're just like, you're encouraged. You, you've been waiting to hear God's voice, and then Pastor Tim, he's worked, and he's prayed, and he, and he said something, and you're like, ooh, I don't know if I could do that. But you've been asking, God, I want you to speak to me. But he says something, you're like, ugh, you want me to do that, though? Ah, I can't do that. Jesus said this, don't just be hearers of the word, be doers of the word. I think there are so many times that we are waiting for God to speak to us about something new when God's been speaking to us about something consistently and we haven't done it yet. You ever been in that place where you know you need to change something, but you're asking for God to give you something else or you're asking to hear something else about God? I want to encourage you today that God's actually already spoken to you hundreds of times, hundreds of times. We just have to learn how to apply it. 
And I want to give you just a little, again, another practical, simple way to do that. I love Proverbs. I'll read through a Proverbs a day. And I want to encourage you, take the Proverbs challenge. You can look it up online. It's very simple. It's just reading a proverb a day. And I want you to know this about God's Word. So many times um, when we are seeking and searching for God to speak to us, we miss out on how powerful His Word is. His Word is His number one way of speaking to you. And so maybe some of you need to dust off the Bible that's on the shelf, and you got to open it. And not only open it, but you have to actually read it. Like, you, like there's so much wisdom and so much truth in Scripture, but you can't, it, can't, it doesn't work if it's just like a, a, a paperweight. I don't know if you guys knew that, but you have to like open it and read a little bit, and then it, and then it gets sunk in. And so I want to encourage you, don't just hear God's Word, but apply it. And lastly, number five, and this is super hard, seek godly accountability for what's hidden. What we learn from Samuel, which is funny because Samuel was um, the one who was following Eli, yet Samuel was the one who brought the hardest word to Eli, where God said to Eli, because of the way you're living, I am going to, he didn't say this, but I'm just adding, I'm going to eradicate your line from this royal priesthood that went on from generations because you chose not to listen to my word. And I'm so glad that today we have a God who's gracious. I'm so glad, like it says in Romans, that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8. And so I want to encourage you today that although God is gracious, although God is long-suffering, I want to encourage you, seek godly accountability for what's hidden. Maybe for you, the hidden thing is just, man, you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe for you, you're saying you don't believe God is real. You don't believe that he is truly the son of God and you're missing out on one of the greatest decisions you'll ever make in life. And so wisdom for today is this. There's a God who loves you. Man, if you're saying you want God to speak, I believe God's speaking through me right now. God loves you, he cares for you, and he wants a relationship with you. And so Romans would say this, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you can have everlasting life with him. I believe for many of you today, your next step is just saying, God, I've tried to live life on my own and I have messed it up, but I want to tune my ear to your voice and I want to allow you to guide my life. And so as we're ending today, I want to end with this question. Are you listening? Are you listening? I believe that God speaks in so many different ways. And so you have to ask yourself the question today, are you listening because God is speaking? Maybe you're sitting there right now and you're saying, I don't know who this God is. I want you to know that right now he's running after you. The Bible would say that he is knocking on the door of your heart. He is desiring you. And before you can be guided by his wisdom, you have to allow him to take control of your life. And so maybe that's you today and you're saying, man, I've been listening to you and I need this wisdom to guide my life. Man, I want to pray for you today. And so why don't you bow your heads right now? And as you are listening in, I want you to know this, that God wants relationship with you. 
He's actually not asking you to change right now. He's asking just for your heart because he's done everything specifically for you. And so this is all you have to do. If you repeat this after me, just say, God, I'm stinky and crusty. I know that sounds weird, but I'm stinky. Me, personally, I'm stinky and crusty, and I have been trying to live my life on my own. But today, I want you to guide my life. So God, right now, I give you my heart. God, in the middle of everything that's going on in our world, I give you complete control of everything. God, I love you and I praise you. It's in Jesus' name, amen. And that's just the first step. And so as we close, for some of you in here today that are listening in, your next step is reading your word. Your next step is getting into relationships that will help guide you. And maybe your next step is making a pointed time to meet with God daily. And so, but today, if you said yes to Jesus, if you made a decision to say, man, I want to give my life to Jesus, all you have to do is text one word, Jesus, to 408-944-5402. Again, just text one word, Jesus, to 408-944-5402. Oh man, I am so glad that I had the opportunity to speak with you. I'm excited about the series as we continue, and I want you to know that you are going to have a great week. Come on. I'm believing for a great week for you, and I'm believing that this message will help you to tune your ear to God's voice.